Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Life with Liz. I don't know about you, but life is just getting better for me. Yeah, I have bad days or weeks where I'm a little off or I hit a weight loss stall. Those things are normal. It's not the end of the world. I'm not going to, you know, cry about it because I have a lot of good in my life. I wrote about this recently on my Instagram and Facebook page, and then I also posted a similar comment on my bariatric board that I'm on on Facebook, my group, where life is just, it's really all about perspective. So, fun fact, I met my husband November, Friday the 13th, 2015. We just had November, Friday the 13th, 2020, this year, so five years later. And I got up and I'd been saving this card that said, I can't even, because it's a phrase that I say a lot, um, not only in the relationship, but at work or with people that I just don't want to deal with. And I was like, ugh, can't even. And so when I found this card a year ago, I was saving it for a special occasion. So I got up that morning. I made my hubby a cup of coffee. Normally he makes me a cup of coffee. And I wrote him this like just flowery, um, very unlike me. Um, just I just wrote him a, a nice little message and <laughs> gave it to him with his coffee. And it was a good day for me. It was a good day. And I thought life is really truly all about perspective. So and the reason I got on that tangent is everyone online, there are all these memes about how in 2020 shit went crazy on March Friday the 13th and maybe this Friday the 13th it'll reverse. And I was like, first of all, I got married on March Friday the 13th this year. So um, that's not right. And second of all, a date is not triggering this. Like you can't suddenly be superstitious. There's actually nothing nefarious about Friday the 13th. The church actually, and not a specific church, but really I think it came down to like old white dudes who didn't want women talking about sex. So they kind of actually made Friday the 13th a negative in this country. So what it actually goes back to is Friday was actually Freya's day and Freya was the goddess of fertility and Friday was the day you were supposed to have sex if you wanted to get pregnant. And that was a no-go with the prim and proper founding fathers, right? So it got changed to being like a stigma and it was bad and, and this stereotype came out about it, kind of like with black cats where in all other countries, if a black cat crosses your path, it's good luck, but in ours, it's bad. You know, we tend to screw everything up. Um, so I just thought, you know, that's really all about perspective. There's nothing dark or evil or sinister about Friday the 13th. And in fact, for me, it's always been an incredibly lucky, lucky day. I like to celebrate it. So I, I just got to thinking perspective. Life is really, truly about perspective. And that's never been more obvious than in 2020. Yeah, it was a crappy year. Was it crappier than others? 
eh, I've had worse years. I really have. And I got furloughed. My actual job in my company was eliminated by the grace of God. Somebody else turned down the offer to come back and I took their position and took a step down to have a job and to keep a job and to keep my health insurance to have my surgery. So is that what I wanted? No, absolutely not. Did I want to be on unemployment and be paid by the government for what, four months? No, absolutely not. But did I let it get me down? No, absolutely not. I sound like Heather McMahon, if you know who that is. It's a great podcast. But you have to like constantly in life make decisions and make the best choice for you. And what I have found this year, just, just watching and listening to people, you know, they're like, uh, 2020, you know, I gained weight because COVID was such a bad year, or I had such a tough week, I just really needed that wine, or, you know, this year sucks and the election sucks because, ugh, it's 2020. And I thought, 2020 didn't do shit to you. This is, this year sucked because of human choices. And that's all it really comes down to. And how you react to it is what makes you a better person or sometimes a weaker person. It's okay to have weak moments, but we have to continuously learn as human beings how to ebb and flow. How are we going to grow from a bad situation? How are we going to stand back up when life literally pushes you over? So, and I, I got... I got on this thought process and on this tangent because of Instagram. And I have another beef with Instagram that I'll talk about in a moment. But I got on this path because this one particular person kept popping up on my Instagram stories about all the reasons they weren't losing weight. They had a bad work week. It was snowing, so they couldn't work out. They... Um, couldn't put down the pretzels and then the pretzels led to drinking wine and it was all these reasons that they were blaming for not taking accountability and I got off on a tangent of that last week but I just thought that's a choice nobody's forcing your hand into the pretzel bag you know you have to start building your own self-confidence and you have to build your own will and strength, especially if you go through a weight loss surgery, because you have to make the choice to change your lifestyle. Otherwise, just don't do the surgery. Just don't, because you've wasted your time. You've put yourself through pain. You have paid a, a shit ton of money, pardon my French, on the appointments and spent invaluable time on classes and homework and preparation for what? Just to go back to the same eating habits and just to say, I'm too tired to cook tonight. I'm going to go through and get some El Pollo Loco or some Chick-fil-A. No. Like, make healthy decisions. And if you know during the week you get too stressed out to cook, start meal prepping. Start having ready-to-go things, small portions of salads or veggies. Or grill a bunch of chicken on the weekends or bake it or whatever you want to do and section it out so throughout the week all you have to do is grab and go and you can have it in your car you can take it to work if you work from home there's minimal prep you know there are ways to figure this out and ways to make yourself stronger and what I have found is that with every challenge with every stall with every NSV I get stronger in this journey you know I was faking it until I was making it 
there for a long time with my attitude in life. And this journey since July, when did I have that surgery? July 7th, so 18 weeks, I've noticed a change in myself because I'm making choices for me and putting myself first and not putting my job first or worrying about other things or letting outside environmental factors affect me. You know, the election straight up sucked. I don't care what side you were on. Personally, I'm, I'm very down the middle when it comes to politics because I just want to do what's right for humanity, not what's right for somebody else's pocketbook or, you know, what's going to make somebody else feel better if I make that decision too. Um, I'm not, I'm not picking red or blue. You know, I'm kind of a purple. I'm in the middle. And I've, I've been embarrassed throughout this entire election process because I just thought we have so many smart, brilliant people in this country and this is the best we got. Like, I just, I will say I'm, I'm pleased that Kamala Harris is the first um, female to hold a vice president position. I think she'll probably be the first female to hold a presidential position. Um, but that, no matter what side you're on, you should be proud that that moment in history has finally happened for us. Because we're, like, one of the last countries to have that happen and to have a female in power. I mean, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, but... It's probably just like about time. Um, but anyway, I digress. I don't really want to talk about politics. But what I wanted to talk about is people were just blaming the election for like not being able to go work out because they had to watch the news or like they they couldn't concentrate because the election was just blowing up their minds. And it's like you can't control it. You watching 24-hour news coverage for seven days is not going to change the outcome. Um, the outcome of this is probably not going to change your station in life very much either because it really comes down to Congress. Congress is really controlling and making the decisions, and that's what I keep thinking about. Like when you go through school and you really learn about the government and the checks and balances, you realize how important Congress is, the Senate and the House are. Um, and so like that's where I was watching and paying attention. And it's very interesting um, to watch the rural areas compared to the cities, compared to the coastlines. Um, you know, I just think we've, we've got to come up with a better plan. And that goes with everything. You've got to come up with a better plan for your life. How are you going to inspire other people to make good choices, moral choices, not what you personally believe in, but what their moral compass says. And we're going to take a, take a little bit of a break and hear from our sponsor, and then we're going to get back into this. Thisroutofficial.com slash holidays has the cutest, comfiest, best new Christmas presents for your loved ones. If you don't know, Liz Route does all of her own merchandising, marketing, designing, writing, editing, and so on and so forth. So she's really a small business, and she wants to help you spread holiday cheer by giving you a discount promo code, and that is HOLIDAY20 for 20% off anything on her site. So it's really important because she not only has bariatric warrior clothing to inspire you and to keep you motivated and going, she also has all the cutest, brightest, most darling holiday sweatshirts, t-shirts, and even face mask. You heard me, face mask. Don't you want your kid to wear a resting Grinch face face mask and take a photo under the Christmas tree? I think so. It's pretty funny. 
Then if you go over to the Liz Rao official merch, she also has, but first, wine. But first, coffee. Or her new favorite, I'm just WTFing my way through life. So head over to LizRaoOfficial.com slash shop or slash holidays and get your shop on right now with holiday 20. Again, that's promo code holiday 20 at checkout. So I apologize. I, I, I'm getting off on a tangent here about the election and all my thoughts are kind of swirling right now because I have so much I want to talk to you about this week. But you can't let it get you down. You can't go dark with it either. Like I'm, I'm so sick and tired of seeing this country tear itself apart when we're so young as a country and people haven't People in Europe who are <laughs> how many thousands of years old are those countries and they still don't have it figured out and it's kind of like, take a beat, things can change, we can cause change ourselves, you guys, if we just start listening to one another and actually being decent human beings. And that's the bottom, that's really the moral of this tangent. And I'm going to get off my soapbox now and go back to bariatric talking. So if you've been following my Instagram account, you know that I have recently been to Mexico. Hi, hi, hi. Um... Listen, I went for work. It's not like it was a vacation or a play trip. I know COVID is very real and very dangerous. I took every precaution possible. I got a COVID test before I went. I quarantined before I went. Every single place I went, I had a face mask on. I had hand sanitizer just seeping out of my pores at a certain point. The hotels, so I do um, what are called site inspections, and you visit other hotels and you check them out and um, see what they're all about. And every single time you entered a room, you had to sanitize. Um, Every single time you entered or exited a property, you had to put your shoes through a sanitizer as well. And they, there was no touching, there was no handshakes, no hugging, which is really hard because so many of these people are my friends and I hadn't seen them in over a year. Um, But every single precaution was taken and I felt safer in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico than I did in Denver, Colorado. Just saying. Um... Don't be afraid to travel, I guess is what I want to say. But here's what I did as a bariatric patient because I was really heavily concerned about getting in my protein count, right? So I talked about a little bit about this last week. So I just had to take a sip of my water. Um, so I packed my shakes with me. You all know I love my organ shakes. And let me tell you, I much prefer to blend my shake it's more calorie dense, but I get a higher protein quality out of it. And I also, um, I found silk protein milk that's made from cashew almonds and it has 10 grams of protein per cup. A normal glass of almond milk has one gram of protein per cup. So, um, when I'm home, I'll throw on some fruit, a cup of milk, my two scoops of orcane vanilla bean powder. I'm set. That's typically my breakfast. I couldn't really do that in Destination because I couldn't pack my Ninja Blender with me. I mean, I guess I could have, but what a pain in the ass that would be. Um, So I took ready-made shakes. I just tied them up in some Ziploc bags. I doubled up just in case, sealed them, and checked my bag on the way down. And a carry-on size because on the way back I carry on. I'll talk more about that later. But put them in my mini fridge. So I stayed at two different hotels. So I took five shakes um because we were there for four nights five days and put the first set in the hotel the first day and then when we switched hotels I put the remainder of them in my fridge and every morning when I woke up I ordered coffee for room service because things were taken out of the room to help 
prevent the spread of COVID. So they bring things to you when you need it. It's all sealed. Um, and while I was waiting for my coffee, I would drink my shake and just get ready for the day. So worked like a charm. Worked absolutely wonderful. It was very hard for me at meals because they're not normal meals when you're going for work. Everyone wants to wow you and give you chef's tastings. And I have very specific dietary requirements now. So I'd say, you know, I can't eat seven courses, even seven tiny courses. I really can only eat like four ounces of fish. No matter what you say or what your reasoning is or, you know, I'm good friends with all the sales directors on properties and I would explain that I had surgery. They would explain I couldn't eat it. The chef still wants to please you. That's his job. So they're just sending out hordes of food, which, by the way, I couldn't have eaten pre-surgery. So I'm like either saying no gracias or, you know, passing. I remember at one point I passed grilled shrimp around the table and let everyone take one. Um, So that that was interesting. It made it more difficult, but I'd never had a problem hitting my protein count. Because every property, you could have an omelet made to order. You could get fish at meals or if you're chicken or beef or if you're that kind of person, you could do that. Um, So protein, never an issue. What was actually hard was my water intake. So I live in Denver, Colorado. It's not a secret. Talk about it all the time. Between the dryness and the altitude, you're always drinking water because it's so dry. So you would think going to a place with humidity where you're sweating all the time, you're going to be drinking water even more. In the old days, I could have just chugged a bottle of water per every single property I saw. So if we saw eight properties that day, that's eight bottle, eight 20-ounce bottles of water, right? So I, I can't do that anymore. And I was sweating so profusely because it was 88 degrees and 100% humidity every day because Puerto Vallarta is very jungly, very lush. Um... And I just couldn't keep up with my water intake. So there was a point one night at dinner, I think it was like night three, where I was sitting on this balcony because everything was open air. You know, again, very COVID friendly. Um, And I was kind of dizzy and spinning. And I just looked around the table. I go, does anyone else feel like they're on a boat? Like their equilibrium's off? And they were like, uh, no. Um, So that was definitely a sign of dehydration. And I sip, sip, sip all day long. But you're just, you're walking so much. I think we walk 12,000 steps a day and you're sweating so much. That was a challenge to keep up with. So typically an average person who goes to Mexico is going to be laying on the beach and they can probably sip their water all day and be uh, totally fine. For me, I found it a challenge because we were so active and it was hard to drink water or you didn't always have water with you because not every hotel was giving out things to... um, you know, everyone was just trying to prevent the spread of COVID. So things were just different. And um, that that's my one recommendation is to take probably some electrolytes with you, maybe liquid IV or those noon tablets, whatever you want, but take some of those with you to help. Um, because I had those with me. And I think that that really helped me a lot. Because again, you're just, you're losing more water at that point than you could possibly imbibe with a brand new baby tummy. I will say I had an amazing NSV of a day. Like the whole day from start to finish was awesome for me. So one of the fun things about my job is you really get to experience the destination. And we took a day and I took these clients um, up into the mountains to Canopy Tours. If you're ever in Puerto Vallarta, look them up. They're freaking amazing. And 
they had a buffet there and everything's cooked to order. Nothing's self-serve. And so they made me a two-egg omelet. Um, it made everyone else like, you know, traditional Mexican burrito breakfasts and all sorts of stuff. And then we went across this canopy bridge that's probably a half a mile to a, somewhere in between a half a mile and a mile um, long that overlooks this beautiful canyon and just gorgeous, but we've had to take a little bit of a hike to get there. Um, but I could do it. I could physically do it, and I didn't feel like I was dying. Then we went ziplining. And if you've ever done jungle ziplining, you know that your ass is climbing a mountain in between every platform. And there was two particular hikes where I was like, I was so out of breath and kept thinking 45 pounds ago, I could not have done this. 45 pounds ago, I would have been crying and dying and not been able to enjoy these zip lines because I would have been in pain from the harness of the and my weight. And these hikes, I'd, I would have been so out of breath by the time I got on the harness to zip line, I, I just would have been trying to catch my breath before I had to climb again. And I thought, oh my God, I'm, I'm just so fat. I can't do this. And I was the first in line and I looked behind and everyone else is dying and they're perfectly fit and fine and have had no surgery. So then I thought, oh my God, I'm one of the gang. I'm just like you. And so I was like all excited because I was like, oh my God, I'm not dying any more than anyone else. Like that actually feels really good. And then we zip line, we did 18 zip lines and I even did one completely upside down. Yeah, that's right. And I couldn't have done that 45 pounds ago. So I was really excited about that. We came back. We had two hours to relax. And dinner was on our own that night. That was the only night it was like that. And so I changed into a swimsuit that did not have a skirt on it. And again, that's probably a first time for me. Went and hung out by the pool. And then we released baby turtles. Yeah, you heard me. Baby sea turtles. Now... I've seen baby sea turtles before. I've even released them before. But there was something about this trip, and I was already so energized from feeling so good about myself um, in taking a moment to actually recognize that I felt good about myself. That's another important step. So we learn about these turtles. This particular property had hundreds of nests. They save them all up and down the beach. All the beaches in Mexico are public. And so they put them in a cage that is... Um, has fencing even like on the top of the cage to keep from animals and I guess even humans they said go after them I don't know if they're trying to sell them or what but it it locks everyone out so they told us to go back at six o'clock that night and that they would be hatching so they climb out all day and then they sleep and when they wake up then they're ready to go so that's part of why they have to protect them because they'll sleep for hours in between hatching and going into the ocean and then they gave each one of us a a little teeny tiny little baby turtle they're probably like two inches big and in a coconut shell so we could hold them and we stood in a line and I named mine Tomas Tomas the turtle and I just looked at Tomas and said he's a winner he's a survivor he's that kind he's the guy who's gonna be number one you know what I mean if you ain't first you last and that's what I told him Tomas if you ain't first you last and I naturally made it a competition with the other people who were totally unaware it was competition that my turtle was going to be the first in the water. They didn't know. They had no idea what I was yelling at my turtle. But we, we kneeled down. We're ready to like let them go. And I see that there's like some divots for my baby. 
in the sand. So I'm like smoothing out the sand for him. Like, Let me clear the way for you, baby. Some might say that's cheating. I think of myself more as a stage mom for baby turtles. And listen, I raised him. I taught him my ways. I told him he, if he ain't first, he last. Um, I named him. I loved on him. And then I released him into the wild. And you bet your bottom dollar, he was the first in the ocean. First of his class. Just like I knew he would be. And you know what? They grow up so fast, don't they? But uh, in all seriousness, it was the coolest day, start to finish. Everyone just, like, was amazed by the trip. And I didn't plan on the turtles being there. That was just a natural coincidence. And had I been there a week later, those turtles wouldn't have been there. But there would have been whales. So it all goes to the season. But... If you've never gone to Mexico, now's a great time to go because the prices have never been better. The hotels have never been more more clean, more sanitary. Other guests have never been more respectful of other people. Um, I felt so safe the entire time. Um, Cabo, Puerto Vallarta, Cancun, Riviera Maya, or even, um, what am I thinking of? Playa Mujeres, which is north of Cancun, not Isla Mujeres, but Playa Mujeres, um, which has a beautiful, beautiful beach area. All those places just need our help. You know, those are all businesses, too, and economies that hurt from COVID because people weren't traveling anymore. So they were so just, like, grateful to have um, tourists back of any type because those areas were shut down, too, and tourism is... Mexico's like bread and butter and that is how they survive um so I guess long story short don't be afraid to go you can always private message me I'm happy to talk about my experiences um I work in the travel industry so I'm not gonna say when or where because this is my podcast but um you know don't be afraid to go it, it was a wonderful time and I will tell you I I recognize my bariatric strengths the whole time I was there because I I seriously just kept thinking 45 pounds ago I couldn't have done this I would not have enjoyed this day I wouldn't have been able to hike up these mountains I would not have felt comfortable in the zip lining harness I would not have put on a swimsuit I could not have easily walked 12,000 steps a day and I just I felt reinvigorated and energized and it just fed my soul so in other news I want to talk about my Instagram angst. So I maybe this isn't a VSG-inspired podcast, but it, it, it's called The Life of Liz, and this is what it is. <sighs> Social media has taken it upon itself to censor the thoughts of others. And this is what I'm going to say by this. They're limiting freedom of speech by not allowing people to post on social media don't believe everything you read. A lot of people are like, oh, like they're just censoring the right. The left can totally have freedom of speech. No, they're censoring everything. And if you don't believe me, click on a hashtag, any hashtag. And at the top of it, it will say all hashtags have been suspended for looking up recent posts due to the coverage of election and misinformation. Now the election's over. They're still doing it. And social media has made itself into who it is by getting businesses to work on social media and to promote their businesses and people are working from home right now and trying to put food on their table and they need things like hashtags it might sound stupid or silly but 
It's a tracking device and they need those things to do their business. So why I understand why it was happening during the election and during voting. It's over. It is what it is. People will accept it eventually. Um, but now we're just hurting small businesses and people that are working from home and literally fighting to put food on the table. And we're still going to censor freedom of speech because we're afraid of, of what people talking of communicating. I just, I'm, I hate censorship. That is not what a free country is. And I'm very against it. It makes me want to take my VSG journey off Instagram, off Facebook, because Facebook owns Instagram, and do it only on Twitter, who actually has now gone back to status quo, and it's much better. Because I just don't think it's right to censor freedom of speech, no matter whether it's on social media, on journalism, in a courthouse, whatever it may be, that is supposed to be a freedom in this country. And it's obviously not. And I'm getting very angsty about this because I am a small business. Not only do I do my podcast stuff on there, I do my book promotion on there, and I keep up with other VSGers. That's my network. That's how I find out how people are doing. And they're ruining some of my relationships. So I have a little bit of Instagram angst. And that's what it is. So when you see me post that in my story, now you know why I'm mad. I also, in my day job that actually pays me, have to teach social media. And to try to explain... Well, you should use hashtags, but you can't use them right now for your business, and this is why. Really freaking sucks. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, get your head out of your ass. That's all I'm going to say. So sorry. Sorry for my French this week. It is what it is. Um, so my current stats, I'm still at 45 pounds because I indulged in wine while I was in Mexico, so I stalled. Um, I came back, drank a horde of water, and my weight regulated back out. So I'm now losing again, but I'm still going to say I'm only 45 pounds down. I have been talking about these pair of jeans I got um, on Instagram recently. They're Jessica Simpson style um, or Jessica Simpson collection, whatever her brand goes by, jeans that I got from Macy's. And I freaking love them. First of all, not everyone wants to wear a pair of skinny jeans. And that's almost all you can find in stores right now. Yes, they look good with boots, but on the average, um, they just make my hips look huge. I like a nice, dark, rinsed pair of bootcut jeans. And Jessica Simpson had them online at Macy's. I bought them before my surgery. They were gold jeans for me to fit into by Christmas. I fit into them now. Yay! And they look good, but they fit great. It's very, very hard for me to find a pair of jeans that actually fits my curves. And she does... Um, actual like waist sizing versus the standard 12, 14, 16, whatever, you know, whatever that is, because like an eight at Kohl's is not an eight at Old Navy. You know what I mean? Um, even like an eight in one brand at Kohl's is not an eight in the brand next to it at Kohl's. Sizing is crap. So, um, these are 32s, which I think is like falls around like a size 12, 14, somewhere around there. And they fit like a glove without cutting off my oxygen supplies, without like digging into my hips. They just fit my curves. This is not an ad. I love, I've loved her shoes forever. They're the most comfortable heels you're ever going to find. They actually fit well. They're comfortable. They don't like blister up your feet or dig into your toes. I've loved those shoes since probably like 2009 when she launched that. Now I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in her jeans too. 
I mean, the girl's been every size on the book. So I guess if you're going to go to someone who is doing clothing, you want to go to someone who knows what it's like to shop for all sizes. So it makes sense. I did listen to her biography. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I listened to it on audiobook. It was amazing. Um, And how she talks about her weight loss journey, her sobriety journey, um, and everything in between. Because her weight was also tied to her self-esteem. I think it's a trend. And... So after that, that's when I went online to Macy's. They were having a sale. I think I bought these jeans for like 20 bucks. And they were, like I said, gold jeans. They fit great. I'm going to be sad when they get too big, if they get too big. But I will buy the next size down um, from her, again, from Macy's. Because I just, it's so hard to find a good jean. It really, really is. And especially if you were a bigger girl and now you can fit into cuter things. You know what I'm talking about. So... If you're like me and it's hard for you to find a good pair of jeans, check out Macy's. And, you know, you can return it if they don't work. But I just, I'm impressed. That's what I have to say about that. So I posted that on my Instagram page. You can go look at them. I don't know if it's the best photo. Maybe I'll post something a little better. Um, When I feel like I look a little cuter. You know, sometimes posts go hand in hand with when you feel like you look cute or when you don't. I had to put on makeup for this podcast because... I wanted to dress for the job I wanted to have. Um, so you can't see me, but it just made me feel good inside. And just those small things to help boost someone's confidence is all you really need. And it's not even about the outside. It's about how it makes me feel on the inside. So that's all I have this week. Sorry I went off on a tangent. It just, you know, life with Liz sometimes goes on a tangent. I do want to reach out again and say, if you would like to come on this podcast and share your story and what's important to you during this journey, and even if you just want to beat me up on my views, go for it. DM me on Instagram at LizRouteOfficial. Check out my newest book, A Hex in the West by Liz Rao. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. It's on Nook, iBooks, Kobu, um, Smashwords, Goodreads, and more. It's $10 for a print book makes a great stocking stuffer and I also have super cute uh, clothing on my website now bariatric clothing Christmas clothing and just some shirts with like really funny sayings or things that at least make me lol anyway that's all I have this week so I just want everyone to have go out there have a good week um, grab life by the balls and make choices that are smart for you all right y'all let's talk soon Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.